And once you feel you can confidently answer those questions in the in the affirmative, I want it, it's open, it's good, and it's wise, then act. Make a decision. I don't know if you all have heard about this, but it's blowing my mind right now. There is a new air freshener for your house that's mind-controlled. It's a mind-controlled air freshener. I mean, it makes sense when you think about it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 198. If it's your first time joining us, that's a dad joke. That's how we start every episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope it made you giggle. And if it is your first time listening, please rate and review this podcast. It helps other people find it, especially when new listeners come into the fold. We'd love for you to share this with your family and friends. It's the highest compliment you can pay me. And you can do that, obviously, in person. But if you do it online, please make sure to tag us, especially on Instagram, at Thought, all spelled out. You can find all that information about how to stay connected with us and share this content with other people by going to our website, manafoodforthought.com or manafft.com. And while you're there, you can click on the subscribe button and you'll get our weekly email sent straight to your inbox every Wednesday morning with a reflection on the responsorial psalm for that upcoming Sunday liturgy. And also, you can click on the give button while you're there if you feel so inclined to contribute financially to the cost of this podcast. It does cost money to host and to keep the website up and all those different fees. So uh, that is much appreciated. Thank you to all of our patrons and sponsors and those who um, continue to support the podcast. And thank you for listening. It's so great to be with you. Uh, thanks for showing up. And yeah, it's good to be here. So let's get into our episode, Our uh, My Joy, Junk, and Jesus. So my joy <clears throat> was this past weekend, my third child was born. Sophia Kateri Zemanek is now part of this world outside of the womb. Uh, she was alive and well inside the womb. She was still part of this world, but she's now in uh, able to interact with us and, and able to be enjoyed uh, even more so by all of us. So um, yeah, she was born over the weekend and everything went super smooth and beautifully and it was a little slow going initially, but we knew that she was coming. So once it got time for her to come, she came very easily and she's been uh, a super chill and uh, cuddly little baby. So that's been awesome. So continue to pray for us, continue to pray for my wife, Erica, as she heals and our whole family as we adjust and as Sophia adjusts too to, to our house and to um, you know, interacting with the world and, you know, all of it. So, uh, yeah, but we could not be more thrilled. Uh, my junk is that, um, a couple days before that happened, I was driving on one of the local roads that was getting redone and the car in front of me, I think shot up some gravel at the right angle where it just nails my windshield. And I got a big chink in my windshield, uh, taken out of my windshield. So, um, I ordered like a windshield repair kit because that's not the first time that's happened. And they work really well. But then all of a sudden we had to go to the hospital and I didn't get a chance. It didn't arrive yet and I didn't get a chance to use it. And in the time that my car was parked in the cold parking garage, that little chip expanded to now a couple giant cracks on the top of my windshield, which is just really annoying. So I'm hoping that the repair kit I got can fix it. Um, but yeah, that's just a little junky. So I'm sure you've experienced similar things as well. But yeah, that sucks. But my Jesus moment was, um, you know, obviously Sophia's here, but, um, you know, my wife was laughing at me because I was pr leading up to Sophia coming. I was praying very specific prayers to Jesus. There's so much going on in our lives right now. Both of our previous children have been born in summertime 
when ministry is a little lighter, my wife is off of teaching, it's been just much easier to be kind of like, all right, we're off, we're ready whenever baby wants to come. Well, this is mid-year, and so there's, you know, things don't slow down. And, you know, our daughter's in school, ministry's full force. Um, you know, Eric is taking the semester, uh, the first part of the semester off uh, on maternity leave, but, you know, still, this is very different. So I was praying very specifically, like, Lord, looking at our weekly schedule, I want Sophia to come whenever she can have the healthiest and best delivery in Erica as well. But if you can also make that like a Thursday night, and then she's born on that like Thursday night or Friday, and then we get to go home and then get to, you know, be back at mass and ministry and stuff, that would be great. And they may, that may seem very silly and maybe even selfish to you, but like I'm always told and I read in scripture, like pray and ask for what you need and the Lord will give it to you if it's part of his will. So like be specific in your prayers because Thursday night rolled around and that's when Erica went into labor and exactly what I asked for, the Lord delivered. And we were back, at least Mia and, and Hannah and um, and my father-in-law, we were at Mass on Sunday and I got to teach OCIA on Sunday. So like didn't skip a beat. Um, I missed a little retreat um, for, for our work, but that was understandable. But like, you know, life has to stop when something important like that happens. But it was amazing how the Lord delivered in that way. So be specific with your prayers. And that kind of plays into uh, our message or our podcast episode for this week. Uh as always, it's based on the second reading for this upcoming Sunday, which is the fourth Sunday in Ordinary Time. And the second reading is still from 1 Corinthians chapter 7, just the next few verses, verses 32 to 35. So if you've been listening, you know who Paul is writing to. It's a community in Corinth, which is modern-day Greece, that he established and that he um, lived there for quite a long time. I think about a year and a half, ministered there. It was a uh, epicenter of trade but also of paganism, of very secular worldly practices, of emperor worship for the emperor in Rome. And so there was just a lot of things that made uh, living as a Christian very difficult, a lot of conflict in the early church to try and break some of these habits that people had lived in their whole lives. So Paul is writing to address some of those. In this chapter, uh, in the past few readings, he's been writing about, um, you know, detachment. Don't act, you know, in accordance to all these earthly attachments act as though like you're, you're, you're free. Um, you know, it's kind of that confusing passage. If you're married, act as if you're not married. He's not saying like cheat on your spouse or don't be married anymore. He's saying like, don't be attached to the earthly worries of your married life because bigger worries are at stake. Like Jesus could be coming back. So like live as if the only thing that you were concerned about is the Lord. Um, and that other things will fall into place. It doesn't mean we neglect everything else. It means just the Lord is involved in everything else and he's the priority. And that is the ideal way to live. So he's continuing in that kind of vein of, of discussion. So we're going to read uh, the second reading for this upcoming Sunday, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, starting in verse 32. Paul writes, Brothers and sisters, I should like you to be free of anxieties. An unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how we may please the Lord, but a married man is anxious about the things of the world, how he may please his wife, and he is divided. An unmarried woman or a virgin is anxious about the things of the Lord, so that she may be holy in both body and spirit. A married woman, on the other hand, is anxious about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. I am telling you this for your own benefit, not to impose a restraint upon you, but for the sake of propriety and adherence to the Lord without distraction." The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So this is obviously related to my message last week. 
Paul is emphasizing the need to be completely focused on the Lord, how other attachments and relationships can get in the way of that. It does not mean they are automatically obstacles, but just like any good thing in life, it can become an idol. It can steal our focus and attention away from God if we let it. But um, as I alluded to about having specific prayers and like thinking about this last line, like the sacred propriety, adherence to the Lord without distraction. What is the will of the Lord? One of our patrons, Debbie, wrote in and asked if we do an episode on something along the lines of discernment. And so if you've been listening for a long time or if you're familiar with some of these concepts, you've heard me teach before, you know, I, I'll be kind of adding or reiterating some of those. But I think it's useful uh, to answer some of these fundamental questions like how do we know what is good and what is not? How do we discern in a way that we're pursuing the Lord wholeheartedly? How do we know when to act? How do we know what the Lord's will is? Uh, how do we adhere to him without distraction and not get caught up? And I think kind of speaking to that, um, that you know, thing I was talking about at the beginning, uh, being specific, first and foremost, when we're discerning, when we want to know what the Lord's will is, and we want to follow it, we want to be completely detached from the things that might distract us from him and pursue his will, we first need to bring everything to prayer. And we need to be honest when it comes to our ability to trust and surrender control. We need to be honest about answering the questions like, why do we want what we want? Like, why is it that when I bring my plans or my desires or my questions to the Lord, why is it that I'm bringing them? Why do I desire this? And what if God could bless you in another way? Do you trust him enough to leave this in his hands? Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. On your own intelligence do not rely. In all your ways be mindful of him and he will make straight your paths. Spend a lot of time talking about the things that are concerning you in prayer with him. Imagine different scenarios and be fair about the pros and the cons. Listen for his voice and let your mind kind of wander under his direction. Sometimes I think we get caught up in distraction or we get caught up in the desire to have a quick answer to control. And I'm reminded of, you know, uh, Exodus 14, 14, when the people are at the Red Sea and they're panicked and the Red Sea is, is a dead end and Pharaoh and his men are coming. Uh, it says, the Lord will fight for you. You have only to keep still. So if you feel you're at a point in your life where there doesn't seem like there's a way forward or you don't know what path to take, it's difficult to discern. First of all, just be still. Be still with the Lord and allow yourself to bring all of this to prayer. Pay attention to where you feel peace, where you feel anxiety. Just like Paul writes, I should like you to be free of anxieties. That's what the Lord wants as well. And he's not going to bring you to a place that you're going to be totally anxious and unequipped to fulfill his calling. You might be nervous. You might be sad. You might mourn, you know, the, the old way of your life. But there's still a sense of purpose and direction and peace where you trust that this is the Lord's will. And so... I'm going to talk about something that I, I, I got from Father Mike Schmitz. Uh, I'm going to reword it in a little bit, but these are called the four doors or the four questions. And if you were, want to remember them in an acronym, the best acronym that I could come up with is kind of like a 90s acronym, and it's WOW G. WOW G. So if you're like really impressed with your friend who's a gangster, you're like WOW G. So anyways, uh, WOW G stands for Want, Open, Wise, Good. Want, open, wise, good. Those are the four questions that you ask. Do you want it? Is it open? Is it wise? Is it good? And if you cannot answer these questions confidently, you need more information and you need to continue to bring it to prayer. Pray that God would reveal to you the true implications of the choices you could make and that he would lead you to the right decision. 
But once you can confidently answer these questions, or at least most of them, it's time to act. Okay? God is not going to push you into something or overwhelm your free will. He will give you just enough information that you need to exercise your free will to act, to follow him or to fail to act or to turn away from him. And so these questions help provide markers for, is this something that the Lord would recommend? Is this something that would be part of God's plan for my life or not? Um, So pay attention to how you feel. Remember, God doesn't have the plan for your life written out in a gold book somewhere that you have to abide by minute by minute. God's plan for your life is eternal salvation, and he won that for you on the cross. And all you need to do with your life is accept it and respond to it. And that can take a myriad of different paths or forms or even vocations in your life. And if there's a particular moment in your life where you're discerning, will this make me holier or closer to that purpose or not? That's kind of what we what we mean when we talk about discerning the Lord's will. But God's will is always for you to be close to him, always for you to be holy, to get to heaven, to experience the salvation he won for you on the cross. That can take so many different shapes and forms. You are not confined to only one way of living or only one path. There are many paths through which the Lord can make you holy and bring you to him. So don't be worried that you are going to miss your vocation or miss God's plan for you or miss that the that special someone if you're called to the vocation of marriage or whatever it is. All things work for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Remember, that's Romans 8, 28. If, if you learn nothing from listening to my podcast, memorize that verse because I quote it every other episode at least. All things work for good. And so as you're discerning these questions, and I'll talk about each one of them in a moment, But recognize that you can let go and trust. And even if you make the wrong decision, even if you weren't totally informed about all the information you didn't know and you thought one of these things was open or wise or good or that you wanted it and then it turned out later not to be the case, God can still use that and work it for your good. So as long as you are wholeheartedly pursuing him, bringing these things to prayer and making the best decisions possible, these questions will equip you to know, do I have enough information to act on the information I have, uh, and then discern after acting, where do you feel peace? Does this seem like it's brought you closer to the Lord or not? Is that a fault of your own or is it the decision that you've made and how do you discern going forward? So, wow, G, want it, open, wise, or good? Let's talk about each of these. First of all, do you want it? We need to be honest with ourselves about what we want and why we want it. A lot of times we want things that we feel pressured to want. We want things that are not good for us. We want things that are sinful. So we need to pray and ask God to reveal to us our true desires to purify our desires. I'm reminded of Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Paul is writing to the church in Rome in that verse, like, don't be conformed to what everyone else is doing. But be transformed by the renewal of your mind, which comes from discerning the will of God, discerning what is good and acceptable and perfect. So be honest about what you want. And if you're really wanting something to happen and it's not happening or it's not bringing you closer to the Lord, maybe what you want is not good for you. But we have to be honest about what we want and why. And if we want something just because everyone else wants it, or we feel pressured to have a life like that, or we want to project a certain lifestyle or personality to others. We want to have certain achievements because we think those will make us happy. Recognize like we need to be honest in our criticism of our desires. Is this something that conforms to God's desire for my life? So, wow, G, first W, do you want it? 
The O is, is it open? Now, trying for something doesn't hurt if you don't know. So pray for clarity and the tact to investigate things in a professional or mature way. I'm thinking particularly if you're looking for a new job and you're already employed. Like, you may not know what's out there, but act tactfully and professionally. Be, be clear. Hey, I'm pursuing some, I'm investigating some other options right now. I don't have any plans to leave, but uh, I don't know. It just feels like uh, I feel this pull to kind of investigate in this direction. Uh, I just want to be clear and transparent with you. And if your boss or your employer or your company is like, how dare you, you know, like you, we've been so good to you, et cetera. Like, you know, that's probably pretty toxic work culture to try and manipulate you into staying. So that can reveal that it might be a place you need to move on from. But usually things are clear if they are open or not. If you feel the desire for something to be open that isn't open, pray. Like in Matthew 7, 7, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. So like I was saying at the beginning, be specific in your prayers because sometimes we need to ask God specifically for what we want. That way we know, did God like hear my specific request? Yes, he absolutely did. The moment you pray, especially like I think it was uh, St. Andrew Bissett who said, the moment you pray the Our Father, God's ears are directly in front of your lips. The moment you say those words, Our Father. And so he hears you. Be specific. Tell him what you want and what you desire. And trust that if it's not good for you, he will not give it. And so if it doesn't show up, take that as a sign that he's leading you to something even better. But if you're looking for new opportunities, a job change, you're discerning your career, you're looking uh, for maybe a relationship, if you're discerning dating or marriage, uh, you know, are these things open to you? Are there, you know, people available to date? Are there jobs open? Are you actively looking? Do you qualify for those jobs? Are you ready to be in a relationship? Like those things tell you, like, is this, is this something that is available to me in my circumstances right now? Do I need more education if it's a job related thing? You know, uh, all those things will become clear. And if something isn't open, if it's clear, like this is not a, an option for me right now, then you don't need to waste time worrying about it or discerning it. Like wait until it is the right time. Same thing with want. If you don't want it, well, then stop asking for it. Stop feeling pressured to want this. Uh, you don't need to do this, whether it's pressure from your parents or from society or from your peers, whatever it is. You don't need to bring that to prayer. You need to let go of the pressure to conform to what other people want. You need to let go of these desires that may be unrealistic right now so that you can have peace in the life that you have. Okay? Wanting, whether you want it or whether it's open, those two first things are pretty clear. It's the second two uh, that take more discernment and more investigation. Okay? So, uh, is it, do you want it? Is it open? The end of wow, the W is wise. Is this wise? Is this practical and the right decision for this time in your life? Okay. Wisdom is doing the right thing at the right time in the right way. So is this the right time? Is this the right thing? And are you going about it the right way? Pay attention here to where you feel peace and where you feel anxiety. Because oftentimes when we feel anxiety, it's coming about because we don't have enough information or it's not the wisest of decisions. It's not the right time. We went about something in the wrong way uh, or maybe it's not the right thing to be doing. <clears throat> and part of this can be talking to those who are faithful, whose opinion and input you value, who you see have gifts of wisdom, uh, who love you and who you can be helped by learning from their wisdom. This could be older family members. People have gone through this decision before, a spiritual director, a priest, uh, you know, uh, people who have the same outlook and values as you, so they're not going to encourage you to do something that might compromise your faith or your values. 
and they'll have wisdom to know that. James chapter 1 verse 5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and he will be given it. So if you're unclear if this is a wise decision or not, ask God to reveal it to you. Ask God to give you all the information. But this is really when you're like, is this a practical time to move? Do we, can we do this financially? Is this, you know, something that we, we feel really compelled to? And at times, the wisest thing to do is to trust the Lord. It may not seem wise on paper, but you feel so compelled by the peace that you have and feeling called that that supersedes maybe the dollars and zeros or, you know, the spreadsheet kind of practical wisdom. So all of that needs, you need to pay very much attention to your life, your circumstances, is this the right thing in the right time in the right way? And how do you know that? You discern what kind of peace or anxiety you feel. Doesn't mean it won't be difficult, again, but there still is an overwhelming sense of peace and purpose when we're doing the Lord's will. So, wow, G, do you want it? Is it open? Is it wise? And then lastly, the G is, is it good? Is it good? And in this sense, we're talking about morally. Does this align with what God has asked of us in the commandments, the teachings that he revealed to us in scripture? Pray, brothers and sisters, pray for purity of heart. Ask a priest or spiritual director if this is a good decision. And if you don't know, be honest about the negatives as well. Be honest about how this might put you in a situation where you might not be able to get to mass as often or pray as often or be in the community that you have, or you might be more morally compromised. Be honest about those things. Proverbs 1.7 says, Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and discipline. So be honest about the things that you want to continue to be disciplined in, the virtues that you want to continue to cultivate in your life, and be honest about how the choices you make might have negative implications in that regard, or positive ones, or if it's just neutral. Okay? Remember, God doesn't have a set list of tasks and choices that you're supposed to make. He gave you free will. He has a plan for your life. That's salvation. How you get there is largely up to you. He has given you certain gifts to use to glorify him, how you do that may not be in one specific way. It's up to you. And remember, even if you make the wrong choice, God will meet you there and continue to work. We know that all things work for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. So do not fear. Do not be afraid. God is with you. Ask yourself those questions. Wow, gee, do you want it? Is it open? Is it wise? And is it good? And if you can't answer those questions confidently, maybe you don't have enough information. You need to continue to pray and discern. All of this should be soaked in prayer imagining scenarios and pros and cons with the Lord, paying attention to where you feel peace, where you feel called, where you feel a sense of purpose, where you feel him nudging you, where you feel his mind, him allowing your mind to wander toward in prayer. And once you feel you can confidently answer those questions in the, in the affirmative, I want it, it's open, it's good, and it's wise, then act, make a decision. And even if it's the wrong decision, even if it sets you back spiritually, God will use it. God will use it. So really, it's a win-win situation. Do not worry. Do not be afraid. Discern well. Ask these questions. Pray and meditate on them. It's a process. You can't do this overnight or in the course of a week or a day. This takes time and conversation with people that you trust, getting input, input from all of those uh, in your life who you value their input and their outlook on life, who you deem are people who act wisely and who act good and who will be honest with you and call you out for the practical realities of, is this even open or possible for you? And is this something you really want? Ask those people, get all the input. And then once you have all the, all the answers to these questions, you eventually have to act. And don't worry, God will be with you. Do not fear. 
That is all I have for you this week, my brothers and sisters. Thank you, Debbie, for recommending this episode. I hope it's benefit to you and to everyone listening. And until next time, I will see you in the Eucharist. God bless you. Thank you.